welcome to Forever Canon, podcast where we talk about how sticking to your convictions can sometimes be exactly the spark that the galaxy needs to light a fire under its collective ass. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, we're going to cover chapters 13 through 16 of Book six of Legacy of the Force, Inferno. But first, bum bum bum. Previously on Forever Canon, Kalamos pulls the popular suicide by Skywalker. All the masters meet and speak. Luke crushes Kydus and his chair. Then he interrupts Leia's talking bone time. Yeah. That was a weird... Some weird shit went down last week, <laughs> but that was last week. This week, we start with chapter 13, a conversation between Jason and Ben. Kind of like, I mean, the whole chapter is a conversation between Jason and Ben. Yeah, a lot of like counterpoints that they're trying to, okay, test this guy, see if I can... Yeah, it, it, it's definitely it. like a test of wills, but it's like, it's 10 pages of dialogue. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's excellent, but it's just, it's strange. You don't get that very often. The whole chapter was a, a conversation. So you may notice Jason is talking to Ben. Yeah. That was not happening previously on Forever Canon. Because Ben has come back to the Anakin Solo, as planned, back to Jason to uh, disingenuously win his trust back and murder him. Good remember, plan. Remember that little plan? Yeah, good plan. <laughs> He's going to kill a Sith. Yeah. How's he going to do it? All by himself. Oh, without yeah. asking for any help. Because why would anybody in this galaxy ever ask for help to kill the most powerful Jedi in the galaxy? Well, Luke did in the last chapters, kind of, yes. For Not the to kill him. Show. No, just to... Just to abandon him. him. Yeah. I guarantee you, notice, when Luke was angry, he went up to his office by himself. Yes, he did. All by himself. And he probably could have murdered him. Probably. I mean, easily. Jason couldn't move. <laughs> How'd he just walked across the room and then went, zoom, turn his lightsaber on for a second? Yeah, there goes three and a half books. Goodbye. But yeah. Clean up. Yep. Clean up crew for the last three and a half books. The restructuring of the Galactic Alliance. <laughs> It'll be easy. Yeah. Nithal takes over. The Jedi just are like, hey, man, Jedi business. I don't know what to tell you. He was secretly a bad guy. The galaxy goes, <gasps> or... No, yeah. collectively, and then the world moves on. Yeah. <laughs> All of the worlds move on in this case. But this long conversation revolves around essentially the question, why should I trust you, Ben? Everything Jason is saying to him is testing him. Why should I trust you? And really, Ben fails to give him any reason to trust him until near the very end of the conversation when Ben realizes he has to make a real sacrifice. Yep. And he betrays his father. Yeah, because I think the line that he, in his head, he says, it doesn't matter who he betrays, because Jason's not going to live long enough. Yeah, to... he, won't be li he won't be alive long enough to act on the whatever information I give him. So Ben tells Jason that Luke has gone to Kashyyyk, which, by the way, I spelled wrong the first three times I wrote it down in my notes until I looked at it. Three Ys. I was doing K A S double H double Y K. Nope. It's, it's just K A S H. 
three Y's and mm-hmm. another K. I would have misspelled it too because I always only thought it had two Y's. Whoops. So it's wrong here. Oh, actually, this one I did a special one. I did two S's, one H <laughs> and two Y's and a K. I don't know, man. I was just throwing spaghetti at the wall. So anyways, Ben tells Jason that Luke has gone to Kashyyyk with three Y's to convince the Wookiees to overthrow Jason. Bang. Yeah, it's one of the only times you see Jason with any real emotions that Ben well, can notice, too. he finally gets through to him here. Like, everything else he's been saying to him has just been, like, bing, bing, deflecting off, wall, off of Jason's uh, emotional guard or whatever. But this gets through to him in a big way. Uh, the quote was, confusion, shock, total red-faced anger. Yep. You don't, you don't ever see Jason like that, ever. That no. never happens, man. That's not... That's a red, total red faced anger is not a way that it's no. not an emotion that you picture Jason solo really wearing at all. But nonetheless, he, it comes out of him here when he realizes that Luke is betraying him and trying to undermine him from controlling the galaxy. So, you know, big stakes and all. So Jason orders the fifth fleet to Kashyyyk and says, I'll meet you there. And he tells Ben, welcome back, Lieutenant Skywalker. You're going to help me make an example of these people. He did it. It got through to him. Sneaky plan phase one complete. Get back in the fold. Check. And uh, good thing someone taught this kid how to be a spy. Yeah. Good job, mom. It's paying off. Good job, Jason. He gave him the actual training. His mom gave him the genetics. I don't think she ever really taught him anything about sneaking and murdering. Yeah, no, probably not. He learned that all in the GAG, man. Yeah. So here he comes. Phase one complete. Masterpiece begun. He even it's he he fooled a mind reader. Yeah. It's it's not even like it's not like a you know, a basic human tomfoolery, trickery. He tricked the space wizard that can read his mind. Yeah. <laughs> the second most powerful Jedi in the and, But how did he have to do it? By truly betraying his dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know. He had to trick him by telling him the truth. But essentially, Ben has fooled a psychic. Chapter 14. Good work. Jaina, Zek, and Jag have been at the Academy on Ossus for about two weeks now. The length of the Battle of Kuat so far. And Jaina is having weird dreams. Where have I seen this before in the series? This is the first time she's been sleeping. Dreams, dreams, dreams. Yep. She's now she slept in her cockpit one time when she was floating through hyperspace. Oh, yeah. And she was super cold and smelly. Yeah. But dreams, right? Yeah. (laughs) Gotta have them dreams. They're powerful. And she do. She's having a dream most prominently in the in the dreams that she's having. She's like kind of traveling through time, uh, like her memories in her dream. Yeah. Different spaces at different uh, parts of time. But the consistent thing through all of them is Ben trying to warn her, trying to warn all of them to be ready. Somehow, she's getting this message through her dream. Just Ben whispering in the background, be ready. Be ready. Wherever she is in, in time or place in her dreams. And then she can also hear whispering, like children whispering or something outside. Yeah. Just outside of her line of sight or outside of wherever she is in the dream. Which I thought this was pretty cool. Yeah. A pretty cool way to, like, give her a heads up, you know, because uh, the way that the Force works like that, 
your warnings are really like vague. <laughs> they're really kind of amorphous, you know. They they're not specific at all. So it's just in her dream, she's getting this feeling from her cousin that she needs to be ready. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty cool, but she's not ready. No, she's sleeping. She, she's asleep. And on top of that, she's been coma gassed in her sleep. Double sleep. Yeah, she's double sleep. Sleep squared. She is. I don't know. She's not awake. <laughs> no, no, she's not awake. <laughs> is that better? Twice. Is, is this better or worse than a dupe? A, a deep, deep Luke Skywalker. Come touch my toes at the end of my bed and leave my son's boots in the hallway sleep. Because <laughs> he wasn't coma gassed. No. That. But she could have been using the, the dark side to like so, keep him asleep or something. Suppress him from waking up. Or whatever. Could be. Is this better or worse? I don't know. I think they compare kind of on the same level where everybody that should be taking action is asleep. Yeah. When things are uh, getting worse around them. And they are. Oh. Either way, she much. eventually wakes up in time. To realize that the GAG troops are hustling all the children outside down the hallways. Yeah, that's the what courtyard. she can hear is the children reaching out through the forest in the hallways and scuffling their feet and whispering and whatever, whatever. And causing a hassle for these troopers. Yeah. And she wakes up just in time to kill a GAG trooper with her spoon shiv. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. A special shout out to our Star Wars RPG Shiv Master himself, Daniel. Yep. Probably listening to this podcast as one of the very few listeners that we have. Shout out <laughs> to you, buddy. As, uh, somebody made a Shiv in Star Wars canon. Yes, it did. So there you go. Lean on that for the rest of your games. Jaina then makes her way to a hiding spot where she can watch what's going on outside. And she sees Major Serpa gather all the many kids around the pavilion out there in a, in the dead of night. Concentric circles line everybody up in rows around the pavilion. I'm about to put on a show. Yeah. Where, of course, the middle of this pavilion, <laughs> Major Serpa standing is exactly where Master Tion Solustar, Solusar storms to the center of, making threats and demanding answers and promptly being shot in the knee. Yeah. Bang. <laughs> and this, and poof. And her her husband's in the background, like it out in the woods, whatever. Yeah. Just I think they're all just like in their dorms doing the same thing Jane is doing, like watching through the door. Like yeah. through the vents of the door, whatever the hell they're doing. But like yeah, him her husband's watching, a couple other knights are watching. Yeah. And, and uh, she says to his credit that he he's following the tenants of the Jedi. Yeah. To uh, not to, to react to a certain point because as major Serpa uses his blaster to amputate her arms and legs yeah. inch by inch her husband that disgusting cam Salisar, yeah master cam Salisar rushes out only to be gunned down by sniper teams well you can only take so much on the surrounding roof so not only do they have all the children in a very dangerous situation but this was a trap specifically for the jedi yeah. They're going to draw them out and they're going to kill them from behind um, from the with, roof with the of the building that they're running out of. That Jag told Jaina about and Jaina didn't notice herself. Yeah, well, she was sleeping. She was. He wasn't. He was up finding dead Jedi. Yep. Got shit to do. But she gets to work. And after snapping three necks and hearing all of her fellow Jedi listed dead over the GAG comlink, she jumps off the roof 
heading for Serpa with Jag cover firing. She makes her way to the Major while giving the secret order for the kids to revolt, finally. Probably a little late. Yeah, a little bit. Probably a little late. Everyone is dead. Except for you and Jag and Zach. And the kids. Until she gives the order, and then children with blast marks in their faces, and children strewn across the, the lawn. A little late. A little late. So, snipers or no snipers, a little late to enact this plan. We don't sacrifice the kids until at least 87% of all the adults are dead. <laughs> it's the Jedi way. It's part of the Jedi code. It's in there. It's in there. You look it up. So, as the children are revolting, Jaina distracts the whacked out Major Serpa. While Zek sneaks out of the woods and chops him to bits. Chops his arms off. And then it said his torso rolled away or something like that, too. So I think he might have cut him in half also. Well, I think it, it, they say that now we ask the questions and then that was... Well, that was what it. I was just about to say. Oh, sorry. Was that Zek has the worst fucking action movie one-liner ever. Yes. We'll be asking the questions. Okay. No, you won't. He can't answer you if you just cut him up. To pieces. I don't know if you cut him in half or not. It seemed like it. Uh, number two, buddy. There's uh, Jedi Masters, Jedi Knights, and children dead all around you. Strewn across the courtyard. Doesn't mean you can't ask questions. Literally still dying and fighting. Children dying and fighting all around you. Probably not the time to sling a one-liner in there. <laughs> yeah. If you're the author also. Like... The emotional gravity of that scene, and then you're going to give him a fucking action hero one-liner as he cuts the psycho guy in half or cuts his arms off. Yeah. I don't know. It wasn't really perfectly clear if he killed him or not. There's children dead five feet away from where you are. Yeah. We'll be asking the questions from now on. Not the... Come on. No. It's not... Like, that's... It ruined the whole... And that happened right at the end of the... Right at the end of the chapter and right at the end of the very last scene, line of the chapter. Very last line ruined all of the emotional depth of that entire thing. Yeah. Jaina snapped three people's necks and didn't have to drop a one liner at all. No, she actually felt bad about it. Zach comes out of the woods, choppy choppy, and then he's like, Hey. I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, well, Zach's kind time of always to die. Been dopey and Get to the chopper. Yeah, I don't care though. Not one of our As favorite the writers, characters. Don't do that. Cause that's that's like this. This should be like an emotional turning point for Jaina as a character. Yeah. The Master Solusar and the Jedi Knights in charge of the Temple of Vosses all died under her watch. Yeah. They were all murdered by her brother's guards under her watch. And and then it's fucking. We'll be asking the questions now. <laughs> yeah. Wink. Pew. Gun. You know. Fuck. Yeah, we're asking fuck. the questions around here. That's fucking. That sucked. The one thing in this chapter that I really that pointed out how different Jason's thinking is mm-hmm. is in the last five books how we've been mentioning how he just reacts to everything. He's like, nope, nope, thinking is useless. I'm just gonna react. Right. Um, there's a line in here about when when Cam is hiding in the woods and not reacting to his wife being shot up. Yeah. Um, he's following the the Jedi code to think and act right. not to react. Well, which was something Jason like blatantly abandoned. Yeah, he's early like no. On. 
Yeah, it's I'm like done book acti- two. I'm done thinking and acting. I will only be reacting based on my opinion of the force. Yeah. Dun, I am going to interpret things the way I want to interpret them. And yeah. So react. like that was another major sign and turning point. It was like a, a, a direct abandonment of Jedi code back then. Yeah. All the way back then. And now he's got guards murdering all the Jedi at the Academy. Chapter 15. Jason has arrived at Kashyyyk with, this time, two H's and two Y's and a K. <laughs> I hadn't checked it yet. <laughs> okay. And he's idly wishing he could have the whole Solo Skywalker clan back on the same side. Been a long time since Jason Solo has gotten introspective about his family and how much better the galaxy would be if they were all together. But, of course... He can't have them on the same side. There was no way. Even were Jason to convince him of their mistake, he could not absolve them of what they had done, could not pardon their treason against the Alliance. That was the burden and the fate of Darth Kytus, to deliver justice wherever it was deserved, and he dared not shirk his duty. In that sentence, mm-hmm. he goes from at the beginning of the chapter... Jason, Jason, Jason. Two. But that was Darth Kytus's duty or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And it's Kytus, 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 Kytus for almost the rest of the entire chapter. He's thinking about his family and it's Jason, Jason. And that's like, you know, the light side of him trying to crawl out of the depth of pit of darkness. One of the last flickers of light he's got. Around everything else. Exactly. It's like um, he's having this momentary desire to reach out and reconnect to his family <laughs> and it's like a cry for help almost yeah and, and it's coming at a, at a point where he's just been abandoned by luke skywalker and the jedi order and so having that impossible thing happen they abandoned the galactic alliance unthinkable yeah and now he's like in this you know uh introspective thought of the galaxy would be a lot better off if we could have all of us on the same side, but we can't cause they're all traitors. <laughs> I wonder if <laughs> in different ways, I wonder if he ever voiced any of this stuff out loud. If whether it would be Ben, Jaina, Luke, even one of his, like, um, his underlings or whatever would mention to him. Well, maybe you could if this, like, I wonder if that would well, have turned him. I don't think it would matter because he's, He's having that conversation with himself right yeah. here. And nobody's going to convince him more than himself. He's smarter than everybody else. Yeah. And so, you know, if his own <laughs> logic takes him to the end of they're all traitors and they can't be f- just forgiven, that would be that would be uh, an insult to my duty as a Sith. I have to make the sacrifice to execute, uh, to uh, you know, enforce yeah. the law even on my own family. I can't yeah. just forgive them because they're my family. That way lies destruction and greed you know yeah i have to do the right thing and that's you know punish them for their fucking crimes because they're all traitors in their own little ways Mm -hmm. han and leia and luke and the whole order and his sister disobeyed his direct order at the first battle of the whole war yeah she refused to shoot down the water freighter they did all betray the government 
Yeah. Every single one of them. And Luke Starting in the most spectacular way. Yeah. <laughs> what what a great fucking thumb up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Sit on it, bro. From Jason to Kytus, and a quick thought right there. And from Kytus to Colonel. Yes. As he tells Ben to stop calling him Jason. Call me Colonel. He, he thinks to himself, it felt wrong. And he says, and this becomes more pertinent actually throughout these two chapters than I thought it was. Even when I wrote it down, he says, Jason Solo was gone. So it feels wrong to be called that again. Call me Colonel. Since I can't tell you, I'm Darth Kytus. Just yeah, yeah. call me Colonel for now. We'll get there. Yet, here he was daydreaming about family reunions just a moment ago. But don't call me Jason Solo because he's gone. Yeah. It's he, it's that it is it is what you said. It's that last little bit of him like reaching out or holding on. Yeah, like, no. He's completely he's constantly trying to stamp that out. Yeah. Over the course of the books, anytime he's had a thought that would put him on the path of reconciliation with his family, he's like, No, I can't do that. Yeah. It's a betrayal of my duty. Uh stamp, stop, bang, boom. Yeah. Can't do it. You know, it's it's every time. And that little light is getting smaller and smaller every So small time. that it that even Luke Skywalker has abandoned you, man. Yeah, it's and so small that it took him two lines of the book to go, Nope. But Luke Skywalker may have abandoned you, but here's Ben. Yeah. Ben is back. And newsflash, Kytus is well aware that Ben still believes he killed Mara. And he's deliberately turning his back to Ben and stuff and giving him, like, perfect opportunities to strike at him and stuff like that. He's like, he even thinks, he won't kill me, but the attempt will push Ben into the next stage. Yeah. Even just the attempt of trying to kill me, even for his righteous reasons, will... Push him into the next stage of Sith training, I guess. I don't know. He doesn't yeah. say the next stage of what. But like, if you can strike at your family, maybe. Well, and then all the chances he gives him, he gives him his best chance. While giving his most evil order of the day. Mm-hmm. Have the long-range batteries open fire on the planet. They are outside Kashyyyk, and they have the longest shooters in the galaxy yeah. on the Anakin Solo. Brand new military tech that nobody else has. And the fleet, the Kashyyyk fleet, is not out there to meet them yet. He he shows up and he says, give me my prisoners. And they say no. So his objective now is to start a firestorm. They won't give him Han and Luke and Leia and all the other Jedi. They're claiming they're not there. Jason looks to Ben and Ben nods. Yep. This is good intel. And so Jason (laughs) says the goal. He says this out loud. The goal is to start a firestorm. Remember all the way back to Jason Solo in his office on the space phone trying to get parts for Mm -hmm. his crew and the lady told him no. Yep. And so he changed the law and ruined a few lives, sent the dude out to the ship to go work with the faulty equipment that he's been uh, producing and stuff like that. Well, the Wookiees say no. The Wookiees won't give him his prisoners 
So he's going to burn their whole planet down. Yeah. He's gonna... It's a forest planet of ancient, near-magical, worshipped trees. Yep. The trees are akin to gods to them. They, they, they matter so much to their culture. Yeah. He knows this. He grew up with a Wookiee protector slash best friend, Chewbacca, who he, of course, laments over. Yeah. Having to destroy the planet that Chewbacca loved so much. But he does. Burn the whole planet down. But Ben still doesn't strike at him. Even after this most heinous order he's ever given. Still doesn't strike at him. And he thinks, if that doesn't do it, nothing will. Yeah. And Kaidas puts Ben out of his mind. He thinks, obviously this kid... He's useless. Have, and he, he's like, I, I, I hate that I'm gonna have to kill him, and he doesn't have the stomach for it, blah, so he's blah, not, blah. he's not useful yeah, to me. If he didn't attack me when I just said burn down the Wookiee planet, he ain't gonna do shit. And as the Anakin Solo opens fire, and Kashyyyk with three Y's spelled it right here. Not uh, nice. Bursts good, into flame. Good, uh, good part to spell it correctly. It's called improving yourself when you know you're not quite doing it right. Okay? Yeah. Don't be afraid. To try and get things right. That's all. Yeah. Okay. I wrote it wrong three times. And then I was like, just look it up. Don't try to be too cool. Don't be too smart. Oh, I have a Star Wars podcast. I know how to spell it. You didn't. No. So just, it's okay. And now. Try try to get better. Nothing wrong with trying to get better. And now you're learning and getting better has, has made me learn. You and all of the many listeners now know. Three wise. It's just three wise. A K at the front and the back, and an ash in the middle somewhere. Yeah. The three Ys are together, to be clear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Star Wars spelling. As the Anakin Solo opens fire, Kashyyyk bursts into flames, and Kaidus feels his old friend, Jedi Lobaka. Now I know we've been hypercritical, I have, of mm-hmm. all the Wookiee names. And I don't hate this one. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you're okay with this one. And I think I only don't hate it because it's half Baca. <laughs> Good you know, it's like, use that nostalgia to just, uh, to allow your you to accept it more easily. I don't know. But either way, Kaidus can feel his Jedi friend, old friend, Lobaka, yeah. attacking in a fighter. And... This is the thing that makes him turn back into Jason for a moment. You know, the Wookiees are hiding their fighters underneath the laser fire from the Anakin Solo. And they call it Riding the Stripe, which I thought was fucking sick. Yeah, it's super cool. That was super cool. Exactly what I wrote, Tim. (laughs) You got it, best friend. (laughs) So Jason is distracted by his old pal, Lobaka, reaching out to him with the Jedi mind meld. Like, why are you doing this? You don't have to do this. Come back to the light side. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And, uh, he's distracted. Lobaka is not getting blown up, and he can feel him arming up his bombs. He's heading straight for Jason. He's looking out of a fucking window. Yeah. This is a very... uh, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? He's in a lot of danger. <laughs> what's the word I'm yeah, looking for? Um, he's in a very precarious position right now, maybe. I, that's yeah, not what okay. I want, but I gotta, we got to move forward. He can feel Lobaka arming his bombs and he also feels the sizzle of danger down his spine 
He whirled away from the hollow display, then felt the heat of a lightsaber brush across his ribs as Ben's blade snapped to life and buried itself in the torso of Commander Twizzle. Suddenly, the air was filled with the stench of scorched flesh, both Kytus's and Twizzle's, and Ben was gasping in shock and guilt and still attacking despite it all. Slicing Twizzle's torso half off as he swung his blade back toward Kytus. Oh my goodness. Stepping in close to be certain of the kill. It might have been Lobaka's shadow bomb or Kytus' own swift reflexes that saved his life. He doubted that either he or anyone else would ever know. Yeah, maybe a combo. The Anakin Solo bucks beneath his feet. He moves out of the way. And Ben just misses his head yep. with the lightsaber. And accidentally kills another person again. Everything goes bonkers here. And yeah. I wrote that as well. Another accidental kill for Ben. But this time, it does not phase him. No. He finishes through. He follows through with his swing, spins around with tears in his eyes, and goes right after Jason. Yep. And almost gets him. But Lobaka hits the bridge or whatever they're at, hits the fucking viewport. Jason says there's smashed bodies down by the closed, uh, like, emergency. Like the blast doors. Yeah, the blast shields that are, go close over the window. Everything goes fucking crazy here. Bombs the window, which saves Jason from having Ben cut his head off. Jason zaps Ben with force lightning. Yeah. Hello. That's a new one. Hello. Just... Casually. And when Ben tells Kytus to finish him, Kytus tells him, Ben, we're just getting started. Holy <laughs> fuck, hey. Troy. Yeah. What have you yeah. done? Tingles. This is madness. The end of this chapter is madness. Mad, chaotic action. Yeah. Awesome, awesome madness. Yeah, well, aw- awesome. Yeah. It's so good. Chapter 16. Han says to his wife, Jason Solo is dead. My son wouldn't do this. And Leia thinks to herself, he was right. After what had happened to Jason as a prisoner of the Yuzhan Vong, their son might have been capable of, capable of torturing Aelin Haber to death. But he would never have been capable of of setting an entire planet ablaze. Not the compassionate child who used to sneak pets into his room in the Jedi Academy on Yavin 4, and certainly not the Jedi Knight who had shown the galaxy how to make peace with a species that didn't even have a word for it. That Jason was dead. Leia felt it now as clearly as she had when Anakin died. A terrible ripping deep inside that left an aching hole in her heart. But this time the ripping had come slowly and she hadn't recognized what was happening. She hadn't believed she was losing Jason. Not really. Until her lungs were burning with smoke from the fires he had set and her stomach was queasy from the smell of singed fur and scorched hide. Until she heard Han say the words, Jason Solo is dead. And that part made me Ooh, fucking boy. cry the first time I read it, and it almost got me again just now. 
reading through it for the podcast. That yep. okay, Troy. You shocked me by burning Kashyyyk and zapping Ben with force lightning. And then you immediately make me cry with Leia realizing that Jason really is gone. Yeah. He's dead. Your reading of it. Her other son is dead. Good. Emotional. By the way. It is Emotional. So... Emoting. Yes. Yes. It was so good. Thanks, man. Yeah. You know. First of all, how dare you, Troy? First of all, how dare you? <laughs> Second of all, great job. Yeah. How dare you make your writing how have us dare you feel make things? Me feel feelings. <laughs> Nobody makes me feel my own feels. How dare you, Troy? But that's awesome. And then we get a rare in chapter cut. We don't stay with Han and Leia. She, her heart breaks, and then we cut to Alema and ship mm-hmm. on. Korriban. Dun, dun, dun. The ancient home of the Sith. Yep, birthplace of the Sith. Where she followed that string of coordinates that she found in Lumaya's pantry. Yeah, I (laughs) believe the number I used was 72,000 digits long. Something like that, give or take a few. And things get weird here, too. Remember that whole rule of the Sith? Mm -hmm. That hard and fast rule we all know from... Phantom Menace, and, you know, it's not really stated, I, I don't think, in the original trilogy that there can only be two. No. Because, I mean, the Emperor's trying to recruit Luke the whole time. But in the back of his mind, he's going to kill Darth Vader and have Luke Skywalker instead. He's younger, better, smarter, faster. More organic, which he's means more robot. force bits. Exactly. So, anyways, uh, yeah. back to my original point. Two Sith, right? Yeah. We know that from the movies. Alema finds a cloister of roughly 30 Sith hiding in a mountain valley on Korriban. 30. She's like, I thought there was only supposed to be two. How, why are there so many of you guys? They have a little Q&A throughout the whole chapter here. And together, uh, they ask questions and answer, give each other answers. And we are finally told... Some secrets. Yes. These 30 Sith and maybe more are the one Sith and they have an unnamed master and their master met Verger while he emphasis on he, whoever their master is. Yeah. Met Verger while he was a Vong captive. Verger and Lumaya thought the one Sith plan that he told her when he was a captive was too slow. So they made their own plan, side job, Sith side job called the Jason Solo Project. Yeah. Verger and Lumaya's plan. We didn't like your one plan, all of you Sith. Takes too long. We're going to make a Jason yeah, Solo out here. We're going to do our own. Holy shit. Yeah. This goes back far, like we knew that it would. But this goes back to before Jason was captive on with the Vong. At some point, they captured the master of this one Sith. Yeah. And she interrogated him or became close with him. And he told Vergier what their plan was, is. Is, yeah. 
And then at some point, she met up with Lumaya, told Lumaya that plan, and Lumaya was like, fuck that plan. Yeah, I got no a way. way better, faster plan. It's called Corrupt Jason Solo. And so the two of them, she knew Jason Solo. She knew of Jason Solo. They put their plan together to make him a Sith. Yeah. But that's not the plan of the one Sith. So we now, we got to go back and read the new Jedi Order. Yeah. A hundred percent. After we finish book six here and then seven, eight, nine of Legacy of the Force. And then the nine books of Fate of the Jedi series after that. And then go back to the 15 book series. Then we'll get to 15, 14, I think it's 17. It's a lot. Might be 20. Who knows? And guess what? I own one of them. So uh, the new Jedi <laughs> Order. <laughs> so you know, we'll get to that later. Yes. But I really want to know who this master was that was a captive of the Yuuzhan Vong. This master of the One Sith. Yeah, because I have no idea. We got some answers to a few secrets here, but as answers often do, they only beg more questions. And Alema didn't just come here. For answers about the secret society of the Sith. No. She wants help for Jason. And this white eyes, this leader of her interrogation here, finishes up the chapter by saying, we may have something for Jason Solo after all. What is happening? (laughs) What is happening? They have this whole other plan. Everything just fucking went upside down on the Sith side of things, man. What is happening? Like they have this whole other plan, but they're at the end of the chapter. They're still like, "Hey, we might be able to help him out anyway." Well, because she's like, the the idea is we'll answer all your questions, Alemarar, because we're just gonna fucking kill you. You're not leaving here. I don't okay. care. We'll tell you anything you want. And then she's like, "Well, I killed Mara Jade Skywalker through her stupid fucking bug logic. She totally believes this." Yes. I was there. Maybe Jason was there because of me, or maybe Mara was there because of me. And so because of that, I definitely made her die. Yeah. Right. And so then at the end of the chapter, she says, if you kill me, Luke Skywalker's coming because he will find me eventually. Mm hmm. And so then they're like, well, maybe we've got something for that. Jason solo. Maybe we can help you out because Luke's scary. What is happening? So Who much. are these one Sith? Who is White Eyes? Who is their master? What is the one Sith plan? Find out next week. So many questions. When we hit chapters 17 through 20 of the Legacy of the Force, book six, Inferno. So many questions. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. I need answers. I, I, I'll find you some questions. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.